Spartan Nation. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween to everyone out there. But uh, we don't really have any Halloween topics to talk about in this show. This is the LC show where we're talking some sports. I, Chris Sharp, along with my co-host and partner, Lucas Boudreaux. Hello. And today we're going to continue on with our sports topics, talking some football and also a little NBA action. So uh, let's get right into it. Upset alert. Who do you have an upset alert this week, Lucas? All right, Wisconsin's back into the top 25. They're going on the road to mm-hmm. Iowa. They got a good ground game. I think Iowa's going to beat them at home, you know. Iowa's a tough team. They play good defense. I think they can stop the run and get a win over Wisconsin at home. Okay. Well, my that sounds like a pretty solid pick right there. I think Wisconsin, uh, that's a kind of an interesting game right there. But uh, I have two upset picks in the SEC this week. I have Tennessee at Mizzou. And then number 11, Auburn at Arkansas. Tennessee at Mizzou. Mizzou's coming off that heartbreaking overtime loss. Yeah. And even though they're at home, they can still be kind of feeling the effects of that. Yeah, Tennessee, definitely. they upset South Carolina. So I think Tennessee's had – they have some nice players. They just haven't really been able to put it together all in one game. So Tennessee can kind of come in there with a good attitude and if Butch Jones can get the boys working, I think Tennessee could possibly pull off the upset. Then Auburn at Arkansas. I know Arkansas just got blasted the past couple games or so, but you never know in the SEC. And Auburn, they're riding high right now, number 11. Yep. They might be looking ahead a little bit in their schedule and might skip over Arkansas, so that's a nice little trap there. And then staying in college football, let's go on to our picks. So we have a couple games on tap today, and our first game is number 21 Michigan at number 22 Michigan State rivalry game. Who do you have, Lucas? In this game, I like Michigan State to get the win over Michigan. I just don't think... Michigan's a very good football team at this point. I think they're overrated. Denard Robinson's turning the ball over a lot. I think Michigan State's defense is going to force some turnovers, get a win at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with Michigan, though. I feel like uh, Gardner and uh, offense and everybody, I feel like they can kind of muster up some points. Because even though they've, lost, they've been really close in a lot of these games and lost a few, it's just that I believe Michigan's offense can kind of put up some more points. And I'm not sure about Michigan State's offense, really. I know Michigan State's defense is great, mm-hmm. but their offense has always been their Achilles heel. So I feel like Michigan can kind of come in there. It'll be a tight, close game. I think it'll be a one-possession score, final score, maybe like seven points or maybe three. But uh, I feel like Michigan will come in and get the win. And now next game up is Georgia versus Florida. That's that's a robbery right there. Uh, SEC probably on CBS, for, I think 330. Who do you have? I would take Florida because Georgia struggled lately, but yep. Georgia's getting Todd Gurley back. I just think Todd Gurley is the difference maker in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, neutral site where they always play. I think Todd Gurley coming back is going to be the difference against Florida. I think Georgia gets the win. See, I, I want to pick Georgia, but I, I don't really know because, uh, well, this was, remember that game? I think it was my last season. It was a really tight, low-scoring game. I think like Aaron Murray... Remember that it was a, yeah it was a tight game last year and I feel like it'll be kind of like that this year. I think Florida might be able to pull it out because Troy Murphy he's not the best quarterback but he's kind of an athletic guy. Yeah, he's, UGA's he's defense has been awful this year, really. So I feel like if he can get a couple big plays, maybe a kickoff return or something or some sort of thing, that can help propel him forward. And then UGA, I feel like Florida's defense might be able to 
kind of negate Gurley, and then UGA's receivers are decimated. So I yeah, feel like sure. I feel like uh, the corners on the outside they'll probably play a lot of man coverage and stack the box. So I feel like Florida could do it. It'll be a really close scoring game. I think. I think Florida could pull off the upset. And then next game on top, we're moving over to the Big Twelve, and it's Oklahoma State at number fifteen, Texas Tech. Who do you have, Lucas? I like Texas Tech in this one, mm-hmm. pretty much for the fact that they're at home. You know, they're coming off a bad, or not a bad loss, but uh, they got upset by Oklahoma last week on the road. I think they're coming home. I think they can rebound against Oklahoma State. You know, Oklahoma State lost to West Virginia earlier in the year. You know, um, they, they showed that they can be beat. So I think Texas Tech will, will get, get them at home. Hey, yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. I know they're on the road at Texas Tech, but once again, uh, I, I, Texas Tech, they've had a good team. Cliff Kingsbury, he's done a good job with the team so far. He's a young coach, but he's throwing a bunch of trick plays in there, kind of brought the passion and the hype back to Texas Tech. But I feel like Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy's squad, they can come in there and pull up the upset. I mean, Texas Tech's coming off that loss, and they probably want to rebound. I think Oklahoma State, they're trying to – Trying to win the Big 12 here. This is a huge critical game yeah, in the Big 12 season. So this this could possibly decide the Big 12 right here. So I feel like Oklahoma State can come in there and get the win. And then our final college football game on tap is number 7 Miami at number 3 Florida State. Uh, Primetime ABC and Tallahassee college game day is going to be there. Who do you – well, I feel like we both picked Florida State, am I right? Are we both with FSU? Well, I mean, I don't, know. I don't really know how you can go against Florida State on this one. I mean, Florida State's been amazing this year. I just – I think they're going to blow them out. To be honest, I don't. I don't see this game being close. I think it's. I think it's going to be one that's over at halftime. I think Florida State dominates all the way around. I just. I just don't see Miami competing in this one. Yeah, a lot of people think Florida State might come out a little flat. I don't think so. There's a different mentality with this team. I've heard several reports and players just saying like last year they kind of regretted going to practice. Now they love doing it. They don't. They want to prove something this year that they're not. They're back as Florida State. It, Miami's number seven, but they're not really. I won't say they deserve to be number seven because they're not, they're not a strong number seven. They had close wins versus North Carolina when they won on a block kick. They almost lost to Wake Forest yeah, at home last that? week. That was almost awful. Then they beat a, a depleted Florida team that turned the ball over like seven times. So I think Florida State's going to take the W. It might be a little closer just based off a rivalry game. And you know, I, I guess Miami's got some nice speed yeah. players. And I can see them maybe. They could bust a pump back or block something here and there. I feel like unless the refs mess with the game like they did last year and make it close, then I feel like at Florida State will take the, the W. I mean, don't get it wrong. There's gonna, it's going to be an insane environment. It's yeah. just, I, I just don't see the game being close here. And uh, so that wraps up our college football talk. Oh, wait. Actually, we have the Heisman report. Almost forgot about that. Lucas, I know it's been a kind of a – up and down week with some of these some of these players, but who do you have in your Heisman? Maybe not a specific list, but just kind of players up there. Is it still the same, or is it a little different? Uh, well, since last week, my Heisman list hasn't changed, actually. Okay. Um, Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota are still one and two. You know, at this point, I think I give Jameis Winston the edge, but I think Marcus Mariota, if he wins out, he'll overtake him, depending on what numbers he puts up. And then I also have Johnny Manziel in there. I mean, right. he's, he's just been ridiculous so far this year. He's going off every week. Yeah, so those are, those are the three guys I have in there right now. What about you, Chris? Uh, I have those same guys, and just talking about the Mariota-Winston factor, that's going to be an interesting race to watch yeah, the rest of the definitely. season. I think it's going to be tough because I feel like when, I've seen Winston play. Like I think I've pretty much seen him like every game, really. And then Mariota, you see kind of highlights and flashes here and there, but you don't know how much of that is like really, oh, my gosh, what is he it? That's an amazing play. In like a clutch situation, because a lot of times he's ahead by like fifty. Yeah. Like, so is Winston, but at least Winston's kind of spinning around doing all these Houdini tricks. 
And he's also a redshirt freshman doing this. But uh, it'll be a tight race. I think if Maryland can show some stuff off it versus Stanford and other teams like that, like Oregon State, yeah, I feel like no, I he might be able to pull ahead. But the national media is in love with Winston right now. I know that is. for a fact. Yeah, that's true. All right, so now we're going to move on to a little NFL action, staying in football. And uh, the Falcons coming off an embarrassing loss, really, to at Arizona last week. It was That was rough. That was ugly. Uh, both offensively and defensive, defensively, uh, the Falcons struggled. And this week they're back uh, on the road playing the Panthers in an NFC South matchup. And honestly, if Falcons lose this game, it's it's pretty much over. I mean, I, I've already been thinking for a couple weeks now it's pretty much over. Everyone's yeah. getting injured, you know. I, I just don't see them getting back into the race. That loss to Arizona last week just kind of clinched it for me. You know? right. Like That's pretty ugly going on. Going on the road, not even really competing in the game. I mean, it, I, mean I picked them to win. Yeah, it, I thought they were. Yeah, winning. they were. I mean, Asante Samuel had a nice little interception last week, so I thought, okay, Falcons coming out strong, and they have a twenty-yard completion, and then once again, the red zone issues, like yeah, this field goal, it's that it's killing this team. Down it's just five, and then they killing just them. Yeah, and Steven Jackson looked like he 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 looked like he was might have been might have been seventy-five percent maybe. He didn't look back at all. I think this might be a lost year for Steven Jackson. I don't know. But uh, the O-line just, just can't block, really. They can't pass yeah, block. They can't, really they can't work. I feel sorry for Matt Ryan dropping drop he, back he there. He's such a good quarterback. Yeah, he's such a good I mean, He threw, like, four interceptions last week. But, honestly, I would have, like, quick feet, too. Like, he literally drops back, hopes he doesn't get hit. And then he's got no one to throw to, yeah. really. So, I, I, I feel for Matt Ryan. And the defense, that, y'all have to rise. Up. I know you have some injuries, but you got to rise. Like, you can't give up an 80-yard Touchdown run to Andre Ellington, a rookie, yeah. and like literally, he, he cuts the like they thought they just gave up and he just yep. he was gone. So that was embarrassing last week. But the Panthers, I feel like they're gonna roll. I mean, Cam Newton. I mean, yeah, Cam yeah. Newton's playing so well this year. I have the Panthers as well, as well in this game. You know, it might not be a blowout, but um, I do think the Panthers are gonna get this win probably by ten points. I would say ten points. Yeah, unless the Falcons can make some plays on special teams or defense, which so far they haven't really. Then I feel like the Falcons are gonna lose this game and. uh if they lose this game, then the season's kind of yeah, pretty yeah. much over. And uh, I've been kind of just doing. I've really been watching to win. I've been watching to scout this the team. You know, our, our young players kind of see how the young corners do. Yeah, some younger receivers yeah, yeah. do. Levine, Toy, Lolo. That's what I've really been watching for. So uh, that's pretty much been our season as far as the Falcons. It's gonna be a rough one, Falcons fans. But uh, I feel I, like I, see, I think Falcons fans deserve better too. I mean, yeah. So much hype coming into the year. So much promise. You know, one of those seasons. Falcons fans, I mean, they deserve better. All Falcons sport, or all Atlanta sports just kind of let Atlanta fans down every year. I look at this, and I think we have a little bit of cap room next year, and if we do lose really badly this year, we'll have a decent draft. We'll have some pretty good draft picks. So I think think we can kind of rebuild. We have to get rid of some of these older guys. I think Steven Jackson might be gone after next season, but uh, I think we can do some damage next year. But uh, it's going to be rough in the... uh, that's that's really one of the last Atlanta sports left playing, but unless you count the Hawks in, yeah, I don't know the Hawks. Hawks have a terrible fan base. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm a Hawks fan, but yeah. yeah. So speaking of the Hawks, let's move on to NBA action and uh, NBA season's underway. Yep, we already had one. I think some teams have played two games already, and uh, yeah, most teams have played one, but I know the Heat have played two games. Right, and uh, so title contenders, who do you have? All right, so I got some underrated title contenders here. Okay. In the East, you know, the Heat are going to be there, obviously. Right. But I also like the Bulls. You okay. Know, Derek Rose is so good. He's he is electric. A little off last night, but yeah. he's good. Yeah. yeah, he's still so good, though. You know, um, I think he will lead the lead the Bulls to victory. You know, maybe not get the one seed because of the Heat, but they'll be top top three, four seed maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Derrick Rose being back brings a whole new identity to this team. All right. So him driving down the line, you know, he can feed to Joe Kim Noah, you know, pass to some outside shooters. All right. But that just brings a whole new identity to the Bulls team. I like, yeah, uh, that's a good pick right there. And uh, Derrick Rose, if he can come back and be healthy and uh, what he was, I feel like the Bulls oh, yeah. will be right back. And I have the Indiana Pacers, who, granted, they didn't make the conference finals last year, but people still don't give them enough credit. Like, that's true. This They're team still is underrated. This team's kind of stacked. Now, granted, Danny Granger's been out. It's going to be out for another for like two weeks or so. Yeah, but but uh, they have they have Danny Granger. They have uh, Roy Hibbert. Then they have uh, Paul George, David yeah, West. George. And then they pick up a nice pickup in yeah. Luis Scola, who's a nice backup big. So he's a better big than the backup last year in Tyler Hansborough because he can actually score in the paint. They got Lance Stevenson still. They got George Hill. They have a nice little roster. They match up really well with Miami and really a lot of other teams because they have plenty of bigs. And uh, I like Indiana. And then also I feel like uh, either – uh, Detroit or Cleveland can make some noise. Maybe not, not contend, contend, but kind of be like a four or five seed. I, I can see them kind of getting up there. Now, moving on to the Western Conference, who do you see as a contender in the West? I like Houston in the West. You okay. know, they got Dwight Howard yep. this offseason. Jeremy Lin, I think, is going to play well. The beard. Yeah, I like I like Houston to contend. You know, Oklahoma City will be there, obviously. Kevin Durant's amazing. But um, I think Houston will be up there as well. Houston, all right. Um, I'm going to go with, let's see, I like, I like. it's kind of even for me. I mean, I, the Clippers are probably up there, maybe Oklahoma City too, and Houston. Golden State, I feel like, is a little underrated. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they got Iggy, and uh, they can figure out them how to defend and kind of mesh together. I feel like they can be a good team right there. And also, don't count out Denver, because even though they lost their head coach, uh, George Carl, they still have uh, Brian Shaw, who, uh, who I feel like is an excellent coach. And also New Orleans, I think may not get ten, but they'll be in I mean, that they can make the Yeah, because you got Anthony Davis, you got Ryan Anderson, yeah. uh, you got uh, Drew Holiday at point guard, Eric Gordon, Tyreek Evans. That's a nice little. That's a lot of names right there. So I feel like if New Orleans, if these teams can kind of mesh, I feel like they'll be pretty good. They also have. Al Farouk Aminu yes, went Aminu. to Cross High School just down the road. I was I actually, watching him in elementary school. I actually saw him in the airport one time. Uh, it was around draft time, too. I saw a lot of players that day. I saw uh, Jeff Withy from Kansas the other year, and then I saw Aminu. It was kind of a crazy day. I mean, I'm meeting all these famous people. <laughs> but uh, he was really tall, by the way. But uh, all in all, I think like this NBA season is going to be very interesting because a lot of these games, a lot of these teams are kind of evenly matched. I mean, Miami, I think they're still above yeah, it's another Miami. level. It's Miami. But I feel like everyone else is kind of even, and if maybe one team can kind of play a perfect series, they might be able to knock off the Heat in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers, I think, I like your pick with the Pacers. Like you said, Eastern Conference Finals, they went seven games with the Heat. They they match up really well with yeah. the Heat. Like, really, really well. Yeah. I mean, they, they, probably, they probably should have won last year, maybe, but they gave away. I mean, they, were the, they, they were in a good spot. Yep. Don't count out the Spurs either. They're always old and they're always old. Always Don't never count out the San Antonio Spurs. Never. I've learned that lesson. All right, Lucas. It's uh, Wesleyan tomorrow night. Um, yes, that's, yes, that is going to be hype. Yeah, I picked the uh, GAC to win by a pretty decent margin in the uh, DMR. But uh, let's. Are you gonna be there? So. Are you gonna be there? Yeah, of course. All right. Okay. Right, cool. So. We're going to take out Wesleyan uh, this wide week, wide out, and next week is Lovett Senior Night, and that will be a nice hype Two matchup. Two huge games. Yep, and uh, honestly, that's that's the region right there. We didn't win the, we made the playoffs, but we didn't win the region last year, so that's yeah. a key game for GAC, and I hope we see everyone out there next week. 
And until then, I'm Chris Sharp, along with my partner Lucas Boudreau, and this has been the LC Show.